What is Truth? 9-11 Written by Greg Fernandez Jr. Narrated by Ryan Barry United Airlines Flight 175 On September 11, 2001, United Airlines Flight 175 was scheduled to depart from Boston's Logan International Airport at 8 a.m. and arrived at Los Angeles International Airport later that day. However, the aircraft did not push back from its gates until 7.58, departing at 8.14 a.m., 16 minutes behind schedule. The pilot of United Airlines Flight 175 was Victor Sarsini, and the first officer co-pilot was Michael Horrocks. Seven flight attendants were on board, along with 56 passengers. Five of those passengers would allegedly hijack Flight 175 for the next 30 or 40 minutes. Marwan al-Shahadid, Fayez Ahmed, Banan Hamad al-Shahri, Mohand al-Mishahri, and Hamza al-Ghamdi, and Ahmed al-Ghamdi. At 8.33 a.m., the 9-11 Commission reported United Flight 175 had reached its assigned cruising altitude of 31,000 feet. At 8.41.32, Flight 175 contacted the air traffic control to inform them of a suspicious transmission. We heard a suspicious transmission on our departure from BOS sounds like someone keyed the mic and said everyone stay in your seats. It cut out. Air traffic control in New York referred to as R-42 in the public transcripts contacted IGN at 8.42 to report UAL-175 just came on my frequency, and he said he heard a suspicious transmission when they were leaving BOS. Everybody stay in your seats. That's what he heard as the suspicious transmission, just to let you know. The 9-11 Commission report stated the hijacking happened sometimes between 8.42 and 8.46. They used knives, as reported by two passengers and a flight attendant. Mace, reported by one passenger and the threat of a bomb reported by the same passenger. They stabbed a member of the flight crew, reported by a flight attendant and one passenger. Both pilots had been killed, reported by one flight attendant. The eyewitnesses' accounts came from calls made from a rear of the plane, from passengers originally seated further forward in the cabin, a sign that passengers and perhaps crew had been moved to the back of the aircraft. At 8.47, according to the 9-11 Commission report, the aircraft changed beacon codes twice within a minute. At 8.51.43, R-42 tried to contact Flight 175. UAL-175 recycled transpander squat code 1470. There was no answer from Flight 175, which then deviated from its assigned altitude. At 8.52 a.m., Lee Hansen in Easton, Connecticut, received a phone call from his son Peter, a passenger on United 175. His son told him, I think they've taken over the cockpit. An attendant had been stabbed, and someone else up front may have been killed. The plane is making strange moves. Call the United Airlines. Tell them it's a Flight 175, Boston to L.A. Lee Hansen then called the Easton Police Department and relayed what he had heard. At the same time, also included in the 9-11 Commission report, an unnamed male flight attendant called a United Airlines office in San Francisco, reaching Mark Palacastro. The flight attendant reported that the flight had been hijacked, both pilots had been killed, a flight attendant had been stabbed, and the hijackers were probably flying the plane. The call lasted about two minutes, after which Palacastro and a colleague tried unsuccessfully to contact the flight. At 8.52.46, R-42 contacted IGN, asking IGN to see if UAL-175 went back to your frequency. 
He's not here, East Texas, IGN responded. At 8.53.23, R-42 contacted R-10 and asked, Do you see the UAL-175 anywhere? And do me a favor, you see the target there on 3321, code at 335 climbing. Don't know who he is, but you got the USA-583. If you need to descend him down, you can. We may have a hijack. We have some problems over here right now. Oh, you do? asked R-10. Yes, R-42 responded. That may be a real traffic. Nobody knows. I can't get a hold of UAL-175 at all right now. And I don't know where he went to. By 8.58, Flight 175 was cruising towards New York City. At 8.59, Brian Sweeney called his wife, Julie, while on board Flight 175 to inform her that his flight had been hijacked. After leaving a message on their answering machine, he then called his mother, Louise Sweeney, and told her of the hijacking as well. Sweeney also told his mom that the passengers were thinking about storming the cockpit to take control of the plane away from the hijackers. Peter Hansen called his father again at 9 a.m. It's getting bad, Dad. The stewardess was stabbed. They seem to have knives and mace. They said they have a bomb. It's getting very bad on the plane. Passengers are throwing up and getting sick. The plane is making jerky movements. I don't think the pilot is flying the plane. I think we're going down. I think they intend to go to Chicago or someplace and fly into a building. Don't worry, Dad. If it happens, it'll be very fast. My God. My God. Peter's dad heard a woman scream in the background before the call ended. At 9.01, New York Center contacted New York Terminal Approach Control and asked for help in locating United 175. According to the Flight 175 audio transcript, New York Terminal was monitoring somebody who kept coasting, but it looks like he's going into one of the small airports down there. Hold on a second, New York Center responded. I'm trying to bring him up here and get you. There he is, right there. Hold on. Got him just on 9,500, 9,000 now, the terminal reported. Do you know who he is? New York Center asked. We're just, we just, we don't know who he is. We're just picking him up now. Air traffic controllers monitored the rapid descent of Flight 175 as the aircraft flew over lower Manhattan. At 9.03 a.m., United Airlines Flight 175 collided into the south tower of the World Trade Center. At 9.13 a.m., the two jets from Otis Air Force Base were 115 miles away from New York City when they set course for Manhattan. The jets arrived above Manhattan at 9.25 and established a combat air patrol, CAP, over the city. Because the Otis fighters had expended in a great deal of fuel in flying first to military airspace and then to New York, the battle commanders were concerned about refueling. Needs considered scrambling alert fighters from Langley Air Force Base in Virginia to New York to provide backup. The Langley fighters were placed on battle stations at 9.09. NORAD had no indication that any other plane had been hijacked. This has been What is Truth? 9-11 Written by Greg Fernandez Jr. Narrated by Ryan Barry Copyright by Greg Fernandez Jr. Production copyright by Greg Fernandez Jr.